0: Have I got a short story for you? COVID strikes a foreigner in a familiar land, looks to make it home, but instead spends two days detained in an airport jail before being deported. But first, a word from today's sponsor, AndrePsyche.com. Yes, AndrePsyche.com is the cute, quaint corner store boutique with all sorts of neat and original things like merchandise you had no idea existed because the world wide web is so fucking deep. How many hours do you spend scrolling through screen after screen? I guess we should say treading water or something like that. I got to talk to the writers of this. Can I save you a little bit of time? Let me tell you what you're going to get when you go to AndrePsyche.com. You're going to find original, beautiful literature, clothing, paintings, prints, accessories, music, poetry, podcasts. And best of all, if you want a customized, fully created from scratch type thing, Andre is a freelance creator extraordinaire, and he's going to make it happen. So go to AndrePsyche.com and just let your spirit guide you. Sort of like a Ouija board. Your fingers will just start moving to shit. You'll freak out, breathe, and embrace it. Why? Because each and every item has a story behind it that is speaking to your soul. Nothing is made. Everything is created on AndrePsyche.com. We are also brought to you by the Getting to Know You pod. Yes, this very podcast we sponsor ourselves. And if you are listening to this short story, do us a favor please rate and review the Getting to Know You pod in whatever app you pushed play in. Also, follow the Getting to Know You pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And finally, we are seeking sponsors to partner with. We are downloaded all across America and in countries around the world. So if you have a brand or business and are looking to increase views, clicks, encounters, purchases, just message us. Through any of our social media, our rates are extremely reasonable. I know, now you're thinking, but I don't have a business, I don't want to advertise, and yet I still want to support the Getting to Know You pod. Just go to our Patreon, search Getting, the number two, Know the letter U, pod, and you can subscribe and support this startup for as little as two dollars a month. And now, Getting to Know Just a little part of You
1: Hello Getting
0: to know you Getting to know all about you
1: I'm gonna do a terrific show today
0: Getting to like you Getting to hope you like me
1: Because I'm good enough
0: Getting to know you Putting it my way but nicely I'm smart enough. You are precisely...
1: And doggone
0: it. ...my cup of tea.
1: I'm really thankful to be home and back, like, in my house, because basically we were quarantining in random motels and moving every day because we got sent back to the States, but we don't have a house there anymore. So, you know, it was a lot of moving around, staying with some friends and family, and we really didn't know how long we'd even be there until... Last week, we got an email from our lawyer that said, you have to get special permission to come back to Bulgaria if you can't get here by Wednesday. And that was, I think, on Thursday. So two weeks ago, Thursday. Um, then you lose your visa permanently. So <laughs> we had to book a flight for like three days later and go take a bunch of COVID tests and got back finally. But it was really unexpected. So
0: Bulgaria is your... Like your residence, you live there, you have a home there?
1: I do, yeah. So I spend about six months out of the year here, and the other six months I spend traveling for races. Um, also, we have a farm in Spain uh, where we're learning to farm like olives and almonds and figs. We don't know anything about farming, um, but we got this like ancient farm there uh, that's a producing olive farm and it has like this 300 year old ruin house on it and we're trying to restore that as well so it's kind of like a project but we also you know we try and spend two to four months a year out there too so oh my god yeah between travel and farming and then living here we're kind of all over the place
0: yeah so then you're a full full out european i did not know that
1: yeah, I, we pretty much only come back to the States to visit for like Christmas, you know, and some other times of the year, if we end up getting to come back in the summer for a race or something, we'll do that. But it's maybe once or twice a year we visit.
0: And that's, so then that's so weird to me that you got kicked out with COVID. If you're, it's not like you were backpacking for the first time, you know, on like whatever the rails, like it seems like no, you have we didn't history. even
1: yeah, we didn't even get to come home to get our things
0: oh my when gosh. we got
1: kicked out. So we had to leave without our stuff as well. We had been in Spain at that farm. And um, and because COVID started happening, we tried to go back to Bulgaria, where we have a, a long-stay visa that we're working towards permanent residency. And, yeah, with that, we... We're coming back in. We flew over and we had some permissions from the um, Ministry of Interior who does like uh, visas and things, notarized and everything saying, you know, we should be fine to get in. And they said, yeah, that's too bad. Oh, <laughs> and man. put us in uh, like the airport jail for two days until oh. we could get a flight back to the States.
0: You sound so positive. Were you at the time? Like like your your, your whole voice and demeanor, it's like you just have this optimistic Kirkiness to the, your tone. And I'm wondering, Thanks.
1: well, it was so shocking. It's something you can't even process. It's like, you just have to kind of write it off as like, that was one of those what the hell experiences. Right. Um, because yeah, it, it's almost like more than you can even think of. Um, because we were, we were put in this little cell, um, where they put people who were being deported for like, for cause, you know, if you murdered somebody or something, and they have cameras on you 24 hours. They had the lights on 24 hours. But uh, it was me, my partner, and our dog all in this cell. And they don't <laughs> wash the bedding or anything. It was crazy. Yeah. Even the bedroom, or no, I'm sorry, even the bathroom had like big windows in it. So we couldn't even like bathe or really change without like being watched. It was weird. It was a weird, crazy experience. I mean, so many people have it so much worse, right? is the truth, you know? Yeah. Um, but like it was a weird thing to do and I kind of appreciate it for that at this point like at the time it was pretty traumatizing because we didn't know how long we were going to be in there but it ended up being two days and then we flew back to the states and it was all fine you know
0: and in the two days they're just basically f- treading water figuring out how you're gonna get back are you talking to a lawyer like what's going on those two days yeah
1: so we have a, a lawyer in Bulgaria that's our, um, helping us, you know, go through the paperwork and the process of getting our visas. So he was, we were in conversation with him. We called the embassy. They wanted to send us back to Spain, um, because that's where we'd actually come from. And Spain was like, yeah, right. We're not taking you. You're
0: not a Spanish citizen. So <laughs> Despite they were like, the fact come that you, back you
1: here and, No, and I'm
0: sorry, I'm sorry. there's, <laughs> there's no video. And then maybe I should risk the video sometimes cause I interject in the middle, but like, um, the weird thing when you say that in Spain's like, sorry, if you own a farm there, like that was something that was happening in Delaware. People were trying to get here from like New York City, and Delawareans were like, you can't come stay in New York. It's like, well, they own property. Don't they kind of have a right to get to their property? They do pay taxes. So it's funny to me that you would say, yeah, we have a farm in Spain, and Spain's like, you're not Spanish citizens. Yeah, man, but I own some it's property. It's exactly
1: true. Yeah, right. Like that,
0: it seems so screwed up. It's like, but if I, if you allowed me to buy property, aren't I like part of you now? Don't, don't, don't I count as something?
1: Yeah. Well, apparently, during global pandemic, right, we count as Americans who are have a higher rate of like infection. So they're like, you're out of here we have nothing to do with you. And we're like, we haven't even been to America in a year. What are you talking about? We just came from Spain yesterday. They're like, that's too bad. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> so
1: yeah, it was like a really interesting thing. Um, and we learned a lot about like the sort of bureaucratic process of it all and what embassies can and cannot help you with. And we're fortunate enough that like we weren't on the streets in the States, you know, we had people we could stay with. We were able to get hotels and stuff, but like, Six months of hotels is not cheap, you know. Oh I mean, gosh. like I think we spent four months in the states and two months in Spain before, so we hadn't been home in six months to Bulgaria. Um, but and we thought maybe we would be there till next year, so we were shocked that we're home now. You know,
0: really? Why?
1: Yeah, it, it, there there just wasn't any real like um, information on when they're going to open. Europe
0: back up to American citizens. Oh, man, That is, that is so trippy for me. And it it is amazing when you talk about that pandemic thing, because I guess I shouldn't be sure, but I'm pretty sure you were feeling like a Bulgarian, like, like, like you belong, right? Like, you know, you know, your little stores, you, you have your routes and then to have that taken away, just almost, it seems anti-American, even if it's happening in Bulgaria. Am I thinking about this right? But you just don't think like I could have my life taken away when I've established a life here over nothing You're that I've done. Right. You know, like it's not yeah, like, like you we didn't committed do a anything
1: crime. wrong. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're like we're trying to do what we were told, which is come back. And they were like, "Yeah, well, by back we really mean America. That's where your passport's for." So by
0: <laughs> man, yeah, yeah right? it,
1: was, uh, it was something.
0: It um, I'd watched a little bit. Um, is it Bridesmaid's Tale on Amazon? You probably don't watch any TV because you would live an amazing life. Um, you probably don't anything. Oh, that's nice of you.
1: I am I just am not really a TV person. I'm a little too like hyper I can, to sit for it.
0: I can <laughs> tell by um, the fact that you're trying to renovate a 300 year old <laughs> Spanish house and learn how yeah. to make all But one of the, the premise and it was so stark and it's been done a lot in stories is like, The government's changing. You've been told you have the proper paperwork in order to flee. And in her case, she was trying, I believe, to get to Canada because there was like um, a female, a persecution of women who could give birth to children. Um, Society had gone through this thing where children are no longer being born. So women need to be birthers. And if you have the ability to give birth, basically you turn into like a concubine to produce children. It's like an eerie thing, but there's a scene when she's at the um, airport and her paperwork gets denied out of nowhere. And she's like, no, 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 it's all official. It's all official. And they're like, sorry. And like her husband has to leave with the kid and she has to get held and she gets held behind. And it's it, it's it's very uncomforting. It, it's very like eerie. You just picture, you're like, nah, that's too weird to happen. And when you were telling me your story, I'm like, God, I could not imagine being like, no, no, no it's notarized, it's official, and then be like, nope, here's a jail cell.
1: Yeah, we were pretty shaken by it. And that actually happened again coming back. Um, but we just managed to have already had the like, right contacts in place so that once we got held the second time, you know, our lawyer and our friends here were able to contact the right people to say, no, no, this is definitely approved, you know, push them through. And then they did let us go. But it still had to be taken up the chain of command because, that's that's exactly the case like you can have all the paperwork in order we had probably like 30 sheets of paper saying different things we had our you know negative covid tests we had our like notarized documents from the embassy in chicago even that we went and got and a bunch of different things that we needed to have and even still they said no you have to wait like we're not sure if these will work you may have to go back
0: yeah oh I didn't it's, even. it's
1: crazy that like you can follow all the rules and still maybe not Get
0: in. Yeah, dude, it really speaks a lot to this false sense of security um, that people put in the government or even like trust. You're like, no, 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 they, they serve me or no, I'm doing it right. I'm following the rules. And it's like, should I have, or should I have like found some sort of underground way, like um, a coyote's <laughs> for like Hispanics crossing the border? You know, you find you get smuggled across because. It's more reliable than actually following the rules and being on the grid. You know, you're like, right.
1: I mean, no kidding. I'm like, I'm a hundred mile runner. You know, like, don't think <laughs> I can't hike across these mountains here, but I wouldn't. Not, not to say that, like, I need to be, you know, going to jail for that or anything, but like, yeah, right. Man, we tried to do it right. And like, that's what sucks is, yeah, with the you know, phases. we weren't trying to cheat the system,
0: right? dude i'm wondering who takes the dog when you're in jail for two days who takes the dog for a walk do the do the prison guards do they allow you to walk around or are you like legit in that cell for like almost 48 hours
1: my poor dog did not poop for two days um (laughs) and actually that and the flight all the way back to america beyond that because he's a champ he's so good um And they would let me take him into like a small courtyard. If I had to like, you know, you wave to the camera, someone comes and unlocks it. And so like uh, maybe twice a day, they'd let me take him to a courtyard where he could pee. But um, yeah, he's pretty good about only going to the bathroom in the grass. And so if there's not a grass area Uh, for him to go, he just waits.
0: And I got to know, like, so what kind of dog name
1: Yeah, so this is um, Smokey. He's a Pomeranian Chihuahua mix. He weighs six pounds, and he's been to, like, 12 different countries. He goes all over with me. So he's made the the trip back and forth from the States to Europe, like, six times. So he's a good flyer, and he's fine with, you know, a 12-, 14-hour flight. But, yeah, having him stuck in the jail cell for two days, he was the one freaking out the least. He was definitely the most chill about it.
0: That's hilarious. Do you have Smokey registered as, like, a therapy dog so you can sneak him into places you're not supposed to?
1: He's an emotional support dog, emotional uh, support which doesn't dog. make a difference in Europe, but it does in, uh, in the States. The States. Um, yeah. So he basically gets to fly in my lap and not have to be, like, in a cage, yeah. which is important for, like, the 9- to 12-hour flights. Right. Um, yeah. And I mean – it's it's reasonable I I had it with my doctor I had other things for my doctor before you know I had him registered I still had him as my dog before he was that but he ma- it makes a lot of sense to have him that way and and of course he's very comforting
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> right?
1: with, you know and just in general
0: yeah, yeah yeah and can he run with you like if you go <laughs> no, out on
1: yeah. He's not much of a runner. He, he can do about a mile, maybe two. He loves a little, small hike, but he's just a little guy and he's had right. like two broken legs in his life He's oh. not had the best luck. So after a little while he gets to limping and then yeah. I just carry him, but he, we have a backpack that we'll carry him in if we go on long hikes and sometimes
0: for runs. That's hilarious. It, it's amazing to me that these, um, the descendants of wolves, Right, are carried by humans and pampered as emotional support. When you like just go with the genealogy, you're like, wait, aren't you a carnivore? Like, if I was alone in the woods, you would have a pack of your friends trying to eat me if you were hungry enough. And instead,
1: oh, it's so true. We get
0: along perfectly. Right, we're buddies. We snuggle. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just it's it's oh, awesome yeah. to me.
1: He's in here right now. He's like laying on a blanket, sleeping behind me. Oh. Smokey never has any problems. <laughs>
0: How'd you come up with the name Smokey?
1: Uh, at the time when I got him, I had a second dog called Bandit, and so uh, he was the brother of Bandit. So then I had Smokey and the Bandit.
0: Gotcha. Huh. I like, dude. I, I, lo- I love it. I love little. <laughs> I love little dogs like that that have personality and that enhance situations, and they're not like the yappers that. Deter, that annoy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's nice when- I
1: absolutely do he's not a barker. He's not allowed to be a barker. He can't, he can't fly on planes if he's going to bark, but there was a dog on our flight back here that was barking like almost the whole time. And Smokey would like, look up. And I would know he'd want to bark back and I'm like, you're better than this. Don't you do that. <laughs> Don't sink
0: to his level. Smokey. Yeah. <laughs> Rise above. Like, Smokey,
1: you're better. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. No, dude, I, I, I'm fine with crying babies. Cause you know, they're babies. You got it. But mm-hmm. the, the barking dog that when people come on and you know it's an emotional support or it's a therapeutic thing, if that's the case, man, then your dog's got to be chill. It can't be enhancing situations yeah. emotionally, right? Like you would just be like, you you went online and got a certificate to, <laughs> to yeah, that. Yeah, at that
1: point, it's like that's, that's actually not helping anyone. And I, as someone who flies with my dog all the time, get super mad at people whose dogs bark on the plane. Cause I'm like, I know you can do better. Like you don't have to let your dog bark like that. Mine's not barking, Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, and you're making it harder for everyone to travel with dogs.
0: Yeah. Well, and also like it, it adds to that social st- stigma's the wrong word, but there is like this thing where the emotional support animals, like, I remember there was a year ago, someone tried to get like a peacock on as an emotional support. And you're like, what are we doing? What, what are we doing? Right? Yeah. So yeah. It, it seems like it, it's needed, right? Like it's an actual thing. But then when it starts getting overly abused or dramatic in some sense, then you're like, you're not helping. You're not helping the cause of acceptance.
1: Right. And the truth of it is if they would let me have him on my lap and pay the pet fee, but still keep him out of the carrier. I'd be happy to do that in Europe. We always pay the pet fee because they're like, emotional support is not an issue that we're concerned with. I'm like, I respect that, you know, fine. Um, but it's, it's just really hard that like there are special privileges that come along with it. Like being able to not have your dog stuck in a tiny box. He can't hardly even move in for nine or 12 hours, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's definitely a gray area, you know? Um, And, like, I can say I, you know, I take, like, I usually take Xanax when I fly because I'm a nervous flyer anyways. But, like, it helps to have the dog. I don't know. Yeah. I think that, like, the emotional support dog thing, though, is, like, more for the benefit of the dog than the person, probably.
0: (laughs) Well, it's – and I'm assuming you don't have – do you have children? I shouldn't assume. That's bad of me.
1: No, I don't have children. Okay.
0: Yeah. So then you're, you're not the weird, but you're, you almost, you're right on that borderline of those people who are like, dogs are my kids kind of a thing, which you can easily. No, no, my dog is
1: definitely my child. Exactly. Like the fake version of my child. (laughs) Exactly. I'll I'll take it. I'm a hundred percent those people. He has a (laughs) snowsuit. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think that was, um an episode or it was like a thing in the office. And again, uh, cause I watch way too much TV and I'm completely unproductive with my life. Um, are you familiar oh, please. with the office?
1: I know what it is. Oh, okay. I'm super un-American for having not seen it. My brother was even just getting on to me the other day for having never watched the office.
0: No, it's, they just, it's a lot like Seinfeld where they just point things out. But there was this one thing where it's like Angela, who's a cat person just wants to talk about her cat, in conversations with other people who are talking about their babies. And it's like, you know, (laughs) your animal is not a child, you know, but it, it actually, for a lot of people, like it becomes that. So it makes sense that you don't want to shove your kid in a crate and make, have it be alone for nine to 12 hours and go through this traumatic experience. You're like, we don't know what flying does to animals psychologically, mentally, right? Like it, you, you can't figure out the toll. It's gotta be weird for them to just be up in the air. Like when their ears pop, do their ears pop? They can't chew gum, right? How do do they deal with that discomfort that's completely unnatural to them? You know, so I mean- I
1: totally agree.
0: Yeah, I And I had
1: a friend when I lived in Hawaii who's um, her dog, actually, she went through all the like rigorous steps to have it like quarantine and stuff. It's really difficult to get animals into Hawaii because they're rabies free. Um, So after doing all of that, she had her dog flown over and it had to fly in the belly because it was flying separately from her. She was already there. And like the poor dog like passed away like a couple of days later. No like way. they think it was from so much stress, you know, it wasn't anything the airline did wrong, but it's right? just, it's a tough experience. And like for us, you know, we fly with him like four or five times a year sometimes. So it's like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do that too any animal really, but especially not the
0: one that's essentially my child. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, they do, they become part of your life, man. It's, it's a part of the family and it's, I don't know, like it just, it, it's funny that it is such a thing and it makes me wonder like, was there some lobbyist somewhere? Did someone get bitten at some point? Did the airlines just see it as a way to make additional money? Were they losing money? Cause animals were like peeing on seats and they were like, you know what? We need to put an end to it. No. Like I've never do you know actually how it why it is such a big deal to have an animal on a plane or a, on a flight with you?
1: I don't know. In Europe they don't make that big of a deal out of it because the flights are shorter. Hmm. You know, you're just not going as far here. Um but like for an overseas flight, they put you through a lot of like, you know, questioning and stuff. I always have to certify that like I have a plan for him to use the bathroom on the plane, which he's literally never done. Mm -hmm. But just in case, you know, we have the puppy pads and they tell make you like lay out in like paperwork and sign it on what your plan is, how you deal with it so that it can be done (laughs) safely. And it makes sense. But the thing is, I think it's because a lot of times people just bring a dog on a plane that's maybe never even been on a road trip and definitely doesn't have like the stability to handle that. And that's not nice to the people around you. And it's not nice to your animals. So,
0: yeah, so. I can
1: understand that, you know, to like wanting just to say like, Hey, this dog has at least had some kind of training so that they can handle this and it won't be horrible for everybody.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. Could you imagine if like the only time you're in an- the longest road trip your animal has been on is the ride to the airport. And then all of a sudden you're going to jump on a plane with it. God. Horrible idea. <laughs> I'm sure, right? I'm sure. I'm sure that's yeah. happened. And of course, you just casually throw in, I've lived in Hawaii as well. Like, God, you know, all I can bring up are TV show references, and you're naming like the most beautiful places in the world that you've experienced. I, I got oh, to change. <laughs> you've inspired me. You've inspired me, Cassie. I'm, I'm going to change my life.
1: Oh, thanks. <laughs>
0: um, I, I had no idea that uh, we would talk that long about therapy dogs based on being in jail basically for two days. Did you consider getting yeah. any tattoos? <laughs> While you were in jail to remember it.
1: Oh, you know, like I should have really looked into that, but there weren't very many other people in there and I <laughs> we did we did like drink with this guy from Turkey. And I've now become an on the subject I like most,
0: Getting to know you. Thanks to Cassie for coming on The Getting to Know You Pod. Be sure to subscribe to The Getting to Know You Pod to catch her full episode when it's released tomorrow. Jay-Z said something about 22 twos and I'm not quite the rapper he is. Close, but not quite. And um, I don't know. All those twos made me think about it. Also, what I'm thinking about is AndrePsyche.com. And I want to thank Andre for sponsoring the Getting to Know You pod. Go to AndrePsyche.com right now for some unique, thoughtful merchandise with a story behind it that you are not going to hear or find anywhere else. Before you stop listening, push the subscribe button. Please push that button. Pretty please. If I had an audio cherry, I would put it on top. Push the subscribe button on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, or whatever podcast platform you pushed play on. Your support is greatly appreciated. Friend and follow the Getting to Know You Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Finally, if you or someone you know would like to expand your market and get word out about your brand or product, consider partnering with the Getting to Know You Pod. Our rates are reasonable and we are just starting up. So, much like all of our guests, we appreciate you just like we appreciate them believing in what we are doing and supporting it. If you're interested, Just message us through any of our social media platforms. And again, if you're looking for a non-tax-deductible charitable donation, go to patreon.com, search getting the number two, no, the letter U pod, and for as little as $2 a month, support the time invested in getting to know all sorts of people from all sorts of places to keep this community going. Darce.